Let's do this. <sighs> okay. Three. Sorry. <laughs> that was. Yeah. Sorry. Three. Did you just psych up? I did. I did. You I, just I, hear that? <laughs> I I did. Okay. Wait. Wait. I'm, I'm going. I'm going. Okay. All right. Three, two, one. Shut up and sit down. Welcome back to Elite Rugby Banter. Super Rugby kicks off in just over a week. The long winter has come to an end. This is Game of Thrones Super Rugby style, and the long summer is coming. I'm joined by Matt, as always. Matt, how are you? Thank you for having me. It's an absolute pleasure. Couldn't do it without you. And also, our foreign correspondent, Ben. How are you, Ben? I'm one in yourself, Adam. I'm very good, thank you. Alex? We have no idea where he is. He's, he's a wall. So, Alex, wherever you are, we're thinking of you. Uh, big ups. We'll catch you next week. Uh, so, so Super Rugby, guys, it begins in a week. We're going to be chatting definitely about Super Rugby. We have two fixtures actually to look forward to this coming weekend. There's a bit of Six Nations action, including a lot of controversy in the Wales-England game. And uh, we're, on, we're now on Super Brew. So we're going to match up with whatever we say out here. We're going to put it out there on the internet for people to look at us and shame us. We're going to try to get it right. We're aiming for 90% Oaks, by the way, if we can get 90% plus or 100. Am I, am I, am I aiming too low by saying 90? Well, yeah, r- results-wise, yeah. yes. But I, I'm, I also expect us to nail a good few margins. That's true. Like exactly. Yes. And, 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 and at some point, we're going to predict a draw and get it right. It's <laughs> true. Yeah, and also probably Sunwolves Crusaders. Yeah, Sunwolves Crusaders will be like a thirty-four point draw. And I want I want us to win all the badges, every single badge, including uh, tough beats, dogs. I know they've got some loser badges as well. I want us to win them all. So and we could <laughs> we could we could definitely do it. And, and also to round up the show, uh, beyond talking about a bit of news, we'll be talking a lot about fantasy rugby. We love our fantasy rugby over here. We'll be talking about the Fox Sports game. In particular, that's our favorite. We'll be just talking a little bit about player prices. It's almost like Bitcoin, except it really matters on the rugby field. So, to begin, gentlemen, I was just looking, taking a cursory glance at the news. I know in terms of the games coming up this uh, coming Saturday, we have the Mighty Stormers playing the Yogi Artists in Cape Town, and the Lions, I think, playing, I mean, it's a crunch time. It's a lose or win the season right here in their first game against the Sharks. The Sharks should have beaten the Lions last year, almost. So, looking at the news, Sir Khaleesi, he's been named captain of the Stormers. I, I assume you approve, Ben? Uh, I, I have nothing against Sir Khaleesi's mm. leadership. It's his playing style that I've, yes. I've criticized him. Yeah, with the alleged, you're calling him a luxury player uh, in that respect. Uh, Robbie Flake, he is expecting to have Vulcolo back, uh, a part of, of that very fearsome front row. However, it does seem like he might not have SP Maria, Skyro, and Tavini. Yadiv Mark, and of course the most injury-prone prop in the last two or three years, which is a real shame, Franz Malherber, they won't be around for the Stormers against the Jaguars. For the Sharks Lions, Jeremy Ward, in their preseason game for the Sharks against Racing Metro, he got injured. I think it's a wrist injury. He's out for eight weeks. I know he was kind of more of a bench player, but very useful and slowly gaining experience. That's a bit of a blow. And Louis Schroeder, he's expected to be back in four to six weeks. So, Cameron Wright, I know he played against Racing Metro, so I imagine if he played against them to cover that slot, he's expected to come back. So, gentlemen, talking about the first two games next week, we can start with the Yogi Lions versus Stormers. Uh, what are your thoughts about this fixture? It's a, it's a nice little start, but um, then again, they're quite, a, they're quite a tough team to play. Like, maybe they're not rugby-wise, they're relatively easy to beat, but they do... They play hard. They play physical rugby. You know, you got to. They tackle hard. They run it too hard. They ruck over hard. They scrum solid. So, it's the kind of game like you. You're happy to walk away from that game with uh, minimal sort of injuries, minimal wear and tear. So, mm. I wouldn't say it's exactly a. Exactly, I would prefer an Australian team straight up because they're a bit less physical. But it's yeah. like it's good. It's a good. It's a good run out because I think it'll. It'll kind of. Loose, loosen up the boys a bit, and um, yeah, no, I think it's a good, it's a good, it's a good team to start on. But just saying, it's quite a weird one because you sort of, you don't really have much of a. Well, you obviously you always have you have home ground advantage, but the Hagaris obviously 
they can they can get there a lot earlier than they would if it was part of the sort of in the middle of the Super Rugby schedule. So potentially they lose a bit of advantage where they where they just off the plane a bit jet lag, blah blah blah. So yeah, in terms of I think it's both both teams will kind of be be quite happy with it because it sort of it cancels out a lot of the home advantages the the Stormers would normally have. Mm. Uh, and Matt, uh, just your thoughts. Especially from uh, a scoring perspective, do you think it's going to be quite valuable that Vilko Lowe is back from injury? Yeah, I mean, having Vilko Lowe back is definitely a good idea, a good thing for Stormers. As Ben says, though, I mean, yeah, Guarez, I think, is going to be, but probably from, from the front row perspective, it's going to be one of the sort of more, not difficult, but, you know, more. you're going to have to put in a lot more effort than what you most probably would want to right on your first game because I mean if they bring a proper Argentinian scrum then it's a big heavy pack as as Ben was saying it's physical they like they like to dominate up front so and I'm pretty sure the storm is all carrying a bit of a bit of rust from the off season and that mm. but, you know, a, ni- a nice way to sort of bang off the rust and get every get everything going it's nothing, nothing beats just hammering it out yeah, I'm just fascinated to know who people's staff for Yagiyad is. I mean, new coach and everything, but they're always... Yeah. Maybe they'll pick... They'll I mean, pick hmm, you were going to say? Uh, yeah, I mean, all their props are brand new, as we discussed mm. as well, so... Yeah, and, and I know their previous coaching regime always kept chopping and changing the side, which I kind of feel never did them any good, so it'd be interesting to see just who starts for them, especially Thomas Laverney. He's great. He, he's a walking red card sometimes, and at least from a... Fireworks perspective, he's great. He's great value for money, um, and he always wears a scrum cap. I always kind of think of actually wear scrum caps as the more reasonable of of locks, but he wears a scrum cap and uh, causes damage. I I understand. Just I heard some whispers and rumors about the Stormers' preseason performances, and people were watching the likes of Rule and a couple of other backs and. Uh, the word on the street is that rule does not look impressive. That uh, those inca- there, there seems to be a bit of trepidation about yeah, him. Yeah, I, th- I think he's I think he's lost his nerve a bit because surely, like, if there's so much stuff in the press, you can't tackle, you're physically weak, blah mm. blah. Like, yeah. eventually, that stuff's got to sort of it's got to get in your head on some level. Like, yeah. you got to be you got to be mentally hard as nails if that isn't if that isn't getting to you. Mm. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, you've got to be either mentally tough as nails or the most ignorant person on the planet. And for, to, in Rule's benefit, I don't think he's that ignorant. So I'm sure that shit's gotten to him and had, it does, but definitely would have had an effect on him. Yeah, what I yeah but it, it, huh? it's quite weird that to me, the Stormers... The Stormers were fine in the with their wings, especially. Well, uh, rules a bit kind of surplus to needs, but because they brought him over, presumably they intend to start him. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like, um, there could be, there could be a personal thing. Like, he just doesn't do well in Europe or something. I don't know. I'm just trying to spitball some sort of devil's advocate. I'm I'm, I'm planting my flag as a, a Rule defender. No, no, I don't, I don't, I don't mind him. Um, no, he's yeah. No, I digged him, sort of two seasons back. But mm. yeah, last season just, I don't know. Last season, I don't know what happened because I mean, was his tackling always so bad? Yeah, that's what I was gonna it say. Maybe he's been found but, out. But it wasn't so his tackling. He was just he got Position. a bit. Yeah, you know, it was more his positional play. Like he he wasn't in the right position to make the tackle a lot of the time. Like. And I don't know if that's if that's virtue of the system, yeah, or if that's that just virtue just of him being in the wrong place. So, is that just maybe not bad systems put in place by coaches that don't understand? No, well, you can't hide. Yeah, a guy. I, don't, I don't know because it's always, it's always six of one, half a dozen. Because you, because uh. obviously we never gonna we never gonna have the full picture. So no one's gonna say. Like it's not like Totti was going to put up his hand and say, "Oh, sorry guys, I, I told Rule to you know randomly pop out and try to tackle the man or stand 15 meters infield when his opposition wing was on the touchline or like yeah, he just he just seemed to get sort of exposed a lot. But he he obviously he was never he was never a devastating tackler, you know, like mm-hmm. he wasn't. Yeah. 
But yeah, he just seemed he just seemed to be out of position on defence a hell of a lot last season. Yeah, I know he's not the biggest guy, but uh, look at someone like Damian McKenzie or Colby, Chisholm Colby. Uh, I know every now and then he got run over, but he always tried to tackle guys. He was always committed. And you kind of feel really it isn't really at this point. He's not really. Uh, Stepping up, being brave in the tackle. But that actually takes me on to to my next question. What what do you think their starting lineups going? Sorry to... guys, I got dropped there. No? Yeah, yeah. So I was I, I was going to interrupt you, Adam, but I thought let me let me let you finish your thought before Ben came back already. Oh no, I I did not even hear that that he disappeared. Sorry, I guess I was just going where 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 where. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to I thought let me finish let me let you finish your thought then I'd stop. Okay. You. Well, I'll I'll, I'll just quickly. But I'm just thinking about their starting lineup. Um, maybe it's a best missing. So I think uh, their, their, their captain in the Curry Cup final on sale, maybe he'll be good to start. Uh, in terms of the Lucy's, uh, I mean, I know you said Khaleesi's a luxury player, but I think we've all probably seen his arm car. I, I, I think you guys have really misinterpreted this comment. Well, you but know, I'll ask them. <laughs> look, but, yeah, look everyone, ben, ben, everyone needs that sort of villain heat. Yeah. You've just managed yeah. to, to coin your no, phrase. I've got a theory that sport is about villains. Like, no, you need is. villains in sport, but not, not that Khaleesi is a villain, but maybe no, but, Potter no, you, is the sport you, and you, I'm you a villain. You, yeah, you've made yourself the villain, and so we're all backing Khaleesi just to spite you. you you're essentially no, this part. I, I, I don't think playing Khaleesi and Nizam Kar is a balanced is a balanced um, uh, I, agree with I, I actually do agree with you but um, I'm kind of hoping that we're going to see the Nizam car of two three seasons back because he had a, a great preseason at Wasps if one could say that I know he made them very happy and there's a good chance he'll be going back there and he was fantastic uh, I, I, I feel this is one of the most one of the most major topics on our podcast the Zubs the Zubs uh, three months at Wasps uh, like it's, it's true it's, it's it, uh, Charlie Famuwina's hands and yeah. luxury players, I think, of the yeah. top three. And Kuni. And Kuni, yeah. Yeah. Well, the top. Oh, well, let me pose you this. Let me pose you this. Who's going to start in their back three? Uh, I think I said, I think I said SP Maria might. You say, might so you say SP's gone? I think so. But let, let's just say hypothetically he's fit, but the, but the caveat that he may be injured. Who's going to start um, in their back three? I'd have, I'll just chuck in one name, and that'd be uh, Dylan Laird uh, at full back. I mean, he's got to start. But beyond that, who else would you have? They kind of have options. I would go maybe Peterson, Sergio Peterson for one. And, mm. and then Sinatla, I would play. Yeah, Sinatla and Sergio Peterson on the two wings. And then what, you kind of uh, then, bring in Rule the um, last 20 minutes? I would yeah. I would leave Rule on the bench. I would leave Rule <laughs> in the changing room. Rule's, rules there for injury cover, like if a prop... If they burn through all four props and they just need a fifth guy to come on, no, can... no, 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 no. But I, I think, I think what Rule needs is, um, is six months in the in the Vodacom Cup or whatever. Just rebuild his confidence, kind of remember the play, remember the play he was. Because at the moment, I think he's so he's so contact shy hmm. because of all yeah. the all the back he's been taking there. That's sort of bad like, idea. And and but... also as soon as as soon as you as a wing or a full, especially as a wing, as soon as you're marked as a player who isn't great under the high ball, you get peppered all day long and oh, you have yeah. fucking flanks and locks flying at you. And mm. even, even, even if you handle, you know, if you handle nine out of ten of them perfectly and you it's fuck up one, one. then it's the commentator one. is going to say, yeah, he's known for a weakness under the high ball, are very clever to exploit it, this team has done their homework, blah, blah, blah. So like I don't know I, I I think I think taking a step back could be very useful for Rule and kind of remembering what he's good at. And looking at the centres, JJ Engelbrecht. Yes, I was going to say, will a friend, will a franchise do that though? I mean, no. Like Rule cost, costing them Stormers' money and to send him to Vodacom. Well, I presu- well, he's, he's costing them like uh, basically. I presume they're paying a premium because he's a Springbok as well, and he's not a mm. he's. How many caps he got? Fifteen. He's a decently cap springbok. Uh, yeah, no, he's definitely, definitely in the double figures. Yeah, he's not like, going to get yeah, anywhere. Don't you worry, Rassi's going to make sure he gets nowhere near that Bok jersey. Don't, don't, don't you worry, guys. Rassi has this. I mean, to, uh, to make sure we don't rule too much on Roulet in the podcast. <laughs> oh my god, that was really bad. Sorry about that. I just want to talk about just quickly the rest of the backline um, before we can make a hard and fast prediction. Damien Willemser, the uh, next big hope. 
at 10. Um, I'm very interested to see him step up as I know we saw fleeting glimpses of him next last season. So I'm interested to see how he does. And I think the greatest center combination in Cape Town, Damien de Allender, who has a lot to prove after that shambles in Dublin last year, and JJ Engelbrecht. There's even EW Fulyun, who's also very solid. So I'm, I'm very uh, interested I, to see. I would have JJ Engelbrecht on the bench and Eje Fulyun on the EW Fulyun. I would start him. Because JJ Engelbrecht's good wing cover. I think he should play wing, actually. Are you really I don't good? like him. I subscribe to Alex's theory that basically most players in South Africa should step one out. <laughs> yeah, and then we just we just play... Then we can finally play a double axis of 10 and 12. I pulled 10 yeah, well, distributors. Yeah, that's, that's, what, that's what I was saying. Someone like Pollard would actually be... Because you, you see, you see Farrell at 12. Farrell's yes. great at 12, no, and it gives him so many options because you have the second playmaker. So your yeah. fly half, if he's under pressure, can just shovel the ball on, and he's not shoveling it onto a complete bonehead. He's shoveling it onto someone <laughs> who actually knows what to do. No, I agree so, with you 100%, dude. Uh, I just don't understand what, why it's not if, if, if the box shovel it on, who gets it? Fucking Dallander. What's he going to do? Make <laughs> uh, a clip at the top? No, uh, fuck. He's going to put his head he, down and run to someone. No, no, don't, don't, let's, not forget, let's not forget he, he did one time kick it ahead. When yeah. you had a three-man overlap. Yes, that was a... That yeah, but but, but I, I, I think he, like, <laughs> he, he, like, he'll pre-plan his whole game. He'll be like, okay, my my 15th <laughs> possession, I'm going to put a dink ahead. Like, Third touch, dink ahead, yeah. No, pre- definitely. He, he, he's but, literally premeditating every single movement. So, in the 15th... But I, was gonna, I would say Dallander would be a better 13. I think so. Uh, I just, yeah, uh, just so he doesn't Jesse, have to think. Jesse, Jesse Creel would be a better wing. I think we look, yeah. we we all know that I personally feel Jesse Creel is uh, not the greatest. Well, he went, he's yeah better at wing, so he actually can't run sideways into the touchline first. Yeah, yeah, you, you got to pin him in. Yeah, uh, or a fullback. I always feel he's always been a better fullback, but then you got uh, Warwick Lunt. Um, so I was just thinking, I, I was in China during the rise of Creel, so I didn't have a good time difference to it's kind like, of really uh... follow Creel. It's okay. He's more of a running running fullback. Because he, I mean, that Bills team when he, when he was coming through was uh, filled with, with kickers. So I don't think, I don't think much of the responsibility fell for that. Maybe that's why they've kind of moved him into center. And that thirteen, his thirteens aren't really expected to kick. I'm sure they meant to have a grabber or something like that. But anyway, that, that being said, um, all right, gentlemen, look, we, we are now on Super Brew. So I'd like we need to come to a consensus about our pick for. So we're, this. we're not going to predict this. We're not going to predict the Aguirre starting side. Uh, no, uh, I, I, I have no idea. The Argentinians, when you know shit's gone wrong. Maybe, <laughs> then maybe uh, Pablo Matera, who was a great in the, at the start of fantasy last year, he'll be there there about the losers and and uh, Leveni in. Petty will. But Pet, if Petty's fit, Petty will probably be the other luck. Yeah, he, he was also fantasy fire last year, but beyond that, I yeah, when know. he yeah when he didn't get cards, he was yeah, fire. But yeah, exactly. They, they, got... bit, uh, they ran a bit out of steam last year, though. They all ran out of puff. It's true. No, but that's like, that's. Look, you, we're going to come up with Eddie Jones' excuses here now. They had a yeah, six-day turnaround. Yeah, so the everyone else had a seven-day. The two back no, 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 but in, in all fairness, they travel, they travel so no, much. They, like, they, no, no, they, no, no, they, definitely. Off the charts. Like, yeah. They travel less. Love, like, the amount of free trips they get. They all travel right, less than the Sun Wolves. All right, all right. So say. what do you think is going to happen? I, I think Sorry, Stormers win. Sorry, also here, so we can learn so much from them. Yeah, so I, I think Stormers win. Or we all, all agree the Stormers are going to win. I think uh, okay, and then the question is by how much? Thirteen. Thirteen. Mm. Matt. So I get the privilege of going last for this first one. I'll go first next one. You dick. Um. Let's say. I, I want them to win by more than two tries, but yeah, thirteen is probably reasonable. But my heart wants more than they need to win by more than two tries. I was, I was going to say twelve. Pro- they, they need to be... No, look, they, look. I'm, I'm going to say the, the mind says 13, but the heart says they need to be pushing for a bonus point win. Um, 
Yeah, we can't just, we can't do tries, Matt. This is super brew brew. No, 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 no. That's what I'm thinking. I'm just thinking out loud, and that's what I'm saying. Thirteen. Okay, I, I, okay. I think that's a fair bend. A oh, good call. You've you've roped us in with your very con- convincing thing, and I'm going to lock our pick. Hold on, I'm going to click here. Lock pick. Lock, and done. All right, it's locked. We can't change it now. It's almost to thirteen. Now to the other big Ooh. game, and it is the big game of the weekend: Lions versus Sharks. This is going to be a humdinger, guys. This is on at. What time is this? Quarter past three. Oh, right. I'm going to a wedding. I got invited to a wedding last <laughs> last week <laughs> through, oh. through a work colleague of my wife. Uh, so we got a, we, we picked up a late wedding invite. So I'm going to be at the wedding. So I will not be watching the game, and I, I'll probably. I was, I was about to say it's just going to be expensive. The amount of data you're going to have to use to no, stream this game. No, there'll, the, there'll be no uh, data. You're not, you're not watching. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll spoil it for you. Adam, I'll spoil it for you. I'll spoil it for you. I'll, I'll, I'll keep you updated. All uh, kinds of spoils. Oh, I, I, I thought you were going to spoil it now. And be like, lies win. Uh, so, so it might, it <laughs> yeah, I'm just wondering, it might so be... Ben, a, yeah, Ben, it was pre-taped last week already. Yeah, it, it, yeah. it might be a quarter past five. So I don't know if the time's here um, on my Super Bureau GMT. Oh, bloody Brits, I don't know. So, Lion Sharks... Wow. I, is it Super Brew South Africa? It no, is Super Brew is ours. Yeah, I'm just wondering, because it says, that in theory, the Stormers are playing at 1. That doesn't make any sense to me. I think I'd have to check. Yo, no, it must I'd, be GMT. I'd, I'd have to check. The, I'll, I'll check Super Sports schedule. But looking at this, uh, Malcolm Marks, he picked up a slew of uh, awards. He won, let's see, let's see, what did he win here? Uh, um, this for the Lions. He won the Lions Supporters Player of the Year, the Lions Players Player of the Year, the Player of the Year, and the Lions Super Rugby Player of the Year. So he pretty much backed the full house. I know he won a crap load of stuff with Super Rugby. Um, he's probably going to be the uh, key man. I think everybody's going to be looking at him to continue where he left off last season. Very settled squad. I think everyone's going to be fit. Warren White is uh, back. I, I, I think I think we're pulling an English football on Malcolm Marks here. We're trying to crush him with expectation, and I don't know why. Uh, he's going to either he's going to play fantastically, or what, it's just going to be sad. Always, yeah, also, sad. I, I, I don't think he was Super Rugby Player of the Year. I don't. No, I th- he was the Lions. For the Lions. Uh, amongst the Lions. Yeah. For the, only for the oh, Lions. The line. oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But he came in like he came into four like for the during the Springboks more than Super Rugby. Yeah, I would. I would say. Uh, I would say Mostert was probably more. More valuable to the Lions. Yeah, the tractor uh, doing the hard yards. Yeah. Ba- baby, yeah. Uckham was very valuable. Foster had a very good season as well. I think they just—I think they're jumping on the bandwagon here, and they—they they missed out on the opportunity to acknowledge people who put in very hard seasons. Uh, look, it's the Lions is very much a team environment, and I think I think all of them. You could have, you could, I just kind of just indicated you could have picked from a hatful of Lions players, because they do. I, I know they've kind of become superstars. Well, in their own right. also had an excellent Super Rugby yeah. season. Uh, I mean, they know that they've become stars in their own right, but they've always been a team that's more than the sum of their parts. So I don't know if I even said yeah, that. Yeah. Right. Uh, just a quick thing, uh, Lions are at quarter past five, and uh, Stormers are at three next week. So it is a Where are they playing? Ellis Park? Are they playing yeah. at Ellis Park? Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Excuse me, Emirates mm. Airline Park, but they will call it Ellis Park for the purposes of this show. But, uh, I mean, we, we're dealing with a very settled very settled Lions side. Warren Whiteley's back. I'm just excited to see him on the field. You're going to have him, Yaku Creel, and uh, probably Quaker Smith, or maybe Kyle Brunk. Um, I think yeah, it's, I, it's, think, I think Quaker, Quaker was niggling a bit at, at the seven, so I wouldn't be surprised to see him off the bench. Uh, and have like Carl Brink. I rate him quite highly, actually. He's been uh, yeah, yeah, but the but last two seasons. I, I think, I I think, think whatever well. happens, it'll be like um, it'll be a like a, a thirty-minute, not a twenty-minute sub. It'll yeah. be a fifty-minute mm. no, sub at minutes yeah. for a bit of impact. But uh, talking about Scott son, he's out. So we're going to see a bit of a rejig back three. I don't know. Uh, if I read a thing on Scorsan, on, and apparently it's not as it's not as sort Already. of severe as they think. Oh, okay. Yeah, like he's okay. going to be back end of April. Cornbrink's also going to be back end of April. Mm, so so that's, that's a nice little sort of mid-ish season boost for them. So I mean, Kutsu, yeah. he'll be at fifteen. Um, who'll, who'll be the one wing then? I'm actually wondering. Maybe Mapue? I know we discussed this amongst Mapue, Foster, and uh, Ronyanza van Rensburg. I imagine Ronyanza van Rensburg will start. Um, so I don't know. Yeah. I'm very interested to see who, who they might have at wing. There might be a little bit of inexperience. I would probably, yeah, probably, probably Mapue. Um, yeah, yeah, I wouldn't mind Mapue at wing. Yeah. Um, so I, th- I think their back three might not be as strong 
uh, as we used oh, to. Oh, do, do, do you know do you know who's back? Um, Howard Mnisi as well. Oh, uh, yes, that's oh, right. Oh, shit, yeah. Yeah, geez, so they're, actually yeah. Quite, they're quite stacked at centre. And Howard's quality. He's a quality super yeah, running but, player. But the, but they all pretty they all pretty flexible. So I reckon Manisi could probably slot in at wing as well. Janse van Rensburg could slot in at That's wing true. as I always say. That's true. So yeah, so it will be interesting to see if they their backline is always because I've actually I was just randomly on the French TV here they were playing the Super Rugby semi final which I, I was quite oh, no. pleased with. <laughs> and their backline is pretty. Alton's kind of set at ten, but yeah. apart from that they do kind of all chop and change a bit. So. Mm. Oh, that, that is they're, they're quite fluid, so it'll be interesting to see kind of how they how they line up and if they actually play how they line up or if they'll kind of just do what they want. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just having a look at this squad. That's well. I mean, why also, we... I, I think Parker Smith should play 13. <laughs> well, he, he actually could. He, he could actually play 13. Even Yaku Creel. Could be a lot of fun watching him yeah, at 13. I mean, Yaku and Warren, they always find themselves out in the wing. That's kind of how they play, and I know that there's Springboks kind of adopted that sort of style last year and I said there's also a lot of hype by the way around um, and just please give me a second for his name it's uh, Hakjiva um, Diamani the uh, I know he got brought in from from the school system he, he's supposedly quite a highly rated Lucy so just FYI okay. a lot of guys are talking about him I'm a little bit worried about Ross Crenier he doesn't have Faf kind of pushing him and his service is a little slow so yeah, he he. Because remember when when he was first on the scene, he used to take that step yeah. before he passed. He would sort of load, yeah. and yeah. then then he then he ditched it, and we were like, I was like, wow, like it's like that's pretty much what got him his Springbok selection, just mm. his, his quick quick service, eh? Yeah, but stopping that then, step. Then now the steps kind of come back into his game a bit. So uh, hopefully, I'm sure I'm sure like if I've noticed it, hopefully someone else has as well. Yeah, I just and they kind of. Yeah, just a quick, very quick side point. I'm just looking at the full SA Super Rugby squads. Um, the Bulls only named 38 players. The Lions 40, the Sharks 45, and the Stormers 47. Which I think, I mean, I know there's not, probably nothing neither here nor there about that, but it's just interesting that they've gone for different squads. Maybe the 38, the Bulls are named as a reflection of Mitchell. So all right, this is my core, and I'm going to work with them. So oh, it's, it's going to be interesting to watch. Yeah, but there's, there's nothing to stop people. Like you, you can pull at any point, can't you? Yeah. Can, yeah, that's true. Like, like because I would say they probably have, because even like the under 19s and shit are probably technically registered to play for the Lions Super Rugby team. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that's a fair point. No, that's true. Yes. No, no, I mean so, if you look at look at the Stormers, I mean De- v- Vilimsa wasn't nowhere near Super Rugby squad a year, year ago, and just by virtue of injury, injury, injury. He got pulled into 10. So, yeah, I think they're allowed to pull up. It's just that whole screw-up with when it comes to the knockout games and having to have played a certain number of minutes before. Yeah, yeah. Or not minutes, a number of starts or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm not quite sure how it is. I don't think it's... I think it's like four games you have to have played. Mm. Yeah, you've had to have played four games. Which ah. is... Hmm? Which, which, I mean, fuck, imagine getting an injury and then, like, being on your third fly-off getting an injury and then not being able to call up a fly-off and having to rejigger a side around. It's a system that, if they didn't have that, there, there is a lot of possibility for manipulation. Oh, almost there, yeah, you must probably get get some some guy coming in from France or whatever just for the finals. Yeah, yeah, like, 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 a, like a lone player or, oh, fuck, what are we going to do? Oh, let's, let's all of a sudden, can... All of a sudden, Lee Halfpenny's kicking off for the Highlanders. Yeah, like, oh, Owen Farrell suddenly appears for the lines or whatever. Like you've got, yeah. you got to, you, no, no, you got I to somehow. See, yeah, no, I, see the, I immediately see the the, the reason for it. Hmm. I'm just when I look at I the, was, yeah. I was thinking that you don't see a huge amount of is loans and you know like in, in hmm. Premier League football, it's a lot of because I was because I was watching some highlights today and I was I was watching old Ohio West hmm. and I was like they. The Hurricane should actually loan him back to the Blues now. Yeah. The like Storm is... The Storm... Um, Koch was alone. And who else? The Storm is every now and then make use of loan players. And, and uh, uh, Patrick Clark Clark as well. They, 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 Patrick Clark was originally alone from the PMs as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm just looking at... I'm looking at the I mean, the Lions and I'm just going to move on to the Sharks soon. If I was going to target the Lions somewhere... I'd just be the, the, their loose trio. They don't have a very heavy loose trio. And I think you spoke about this, Ben, when you did the Lions preview. 
It's very lightweight. I know they're all... Uh, I mean, Yuck is relatively strong, same as Carl Brink, Quacha, Warren, but then there's no no one like Ruin Ackerman. They're kind of m- missing his bulk. In, yeah, they, in, they, they, they are missing a bit of a, a beefier... Yeah, maybe Diamani, he's going to be a bit of a solution. So when, when I look at it, look, look, turning our attention to the Sharks, the Sharks, I, if I being a Lions fan, I'd be very worried. Because the Sharks team yeah, is... Yeah, because they've got... They're big. They're very big Yeah, side. I was going to say, they're just sort of... Just first observation no, but, is that they've got but, weight on their side. Mm. But, but I, re- I really, I think this has been holding back South African rugby for years, this conception that bigger is better. Oh, I'm not, I'm not I'm saying really, it is. I'm just, I just, I'm just kind of worried about um, game line advantage, specifically. Now, look, the Sharks are going to... I think the easiest for the Sharks to revert to is a boring one-off runner style and just wear down the no, Lions no, loose trailer like, for a while. Like Warren and, Ball. Yeah, just do that for the first half, and then when the loose chair is tired in the second half. I mean, looking at that loose chair, I know that uh, Jean-Luc Dupier, he's out. Daniel Dupier, he's expected to be fit, fit and firing, but come the start of the season, he's big. Philip van der Valt, who, in my opinion, is an incredibly underrated player. Um, he's quality, he's big, he also offloads uh, like a champ. And then we've got Keegan Daniels, he's around. Jacques Mullen, a bit more of a... Bit more of a depth, and then you got Terran Tembu as well. Very big side, uh, in particular. Even up front, nice even, yeah, even with Quinny missing, uh, they're going to have Thomas the Toy player, tight head, beast, then... Who's the hooker? Sorry, my, the name escapes me. Not Aka. No, no, no. Oh, Aka, well, Aka's, Aka will be on the bench. He's, he's there yeah, from the no, lines. No, yeah. um, while you're looking, yes. while you're looking, I'll, uh, I'll drop this little bit of a trivia fact. Yeah. I'm up we busy playing our business league for bowls has just kicked off. And Akka's Bali has got a team in there. So I see him every Thursday evening now. His Bali? Yeah. Oh, he was trying to get us the, the lowdown, dude, on uh, what's happening in the Sharks. Just, 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 just ask him, what say you see in funny, funny Sharks? Yeah. <laughs> Franco Marais. Sorry. Uh, I was trying to yeah. try to find him, Franco Marais. Even at the back, we've, I know we discussed this with the preview. Also, they have tons of talent. So they've got Sibasis and Corsi, Papimpi, Leonel Zass. I don't know Schroeder's out, and even a center, Lucanio Am, and then Luazi Mbovo, who might be playing 15 years, an experienced player, even Corbis Van Vake, who was very good last season. I know Jeremy Ward's out. Kerwin Bosch, I think at 15, he's, he's a good option. And then Garth April. Andre Esterhaz? Yes, that's right. Andre Esterhaz, and then Am at 13. And then you've got Robert Dupre at 10, and I think it's going to be a huge season for him. And then Cameron Wright will probably be the starting, uh, starting nine. So that might slow him down a bit. But overall, I mean, big pack, big team, uh, a second year in a row. They've recruited well. They've got tons of talent. Uh, I'd be very, I'd, I'd be very worried as a Lions fan. Uh, I don't know your thoughts. Your thoughts on the Sharks, Ben? Um, yeah, good team. I, I don't think they're fast enough uh, in the uh, in the forward pack. I think they're a bit lumbering, and I think that the Lions, because the Lions like have lots of, they don't have a lot of like slow rucks in the middle of the field. They have quick rucks wide out. Hmm. So, like I think. Um, a lot of the the size of the sharks will theoretically if if the lions are sort of controlling the pace of the game, the mm. the speed of the and the lions are moving moving the breakdown point nicely. I think the sharks will the sharks will struggle for a bit of to really make their their size their superior their their size count. Oh, that kind of makes a guy like Keegan Daniel key. In a way, very experienced. He, he's will, very, he's, will, he, will Keegan start? Yeah, I mean, that's the question. Because <sighs> you've got Daniel Dupre of his foot. He'll start at eight. And then, and as, as I mentioned before, you dropped Philip Undervolt. He he should start. Yeah, because I, I thought it would be in Tembu, Thunderbolt, and Dan yeah. Dupre. Yeah, so maybe. Mm-hmm. I, I think it very much depends on what Dupre Sr. actually wants to do. See, see, do you know, but the, theoretically, Thunderbolt can play lock. Yeah, that's true, actually. Sorry, who's Thunderbolt? And Flip Thunderbolt. Flip Thunderbolt. Uh, sorry, sorry, guys. It's it's been a long Sunday. He can play lock. I, I kind of feel that yeah. he's he's better as a ball carrier in the, in, in the loose and at lock. Like they do also no, have some but options. I'm just saying he does he because if you put him at lock, then you can uh, then Daniels can play and it speeds up the pack quite uh, a lot. Then who does he uh. play alongside? Stephen Lewis. Um, he'll be in and around a lock. He's alright. Tyron yeah. Andrews, he'll probably be a bench player. Uh, I don't know. They just they've got options. I mean, they can, as you said, they can even do that. Even even at Michael Clarsons, he, he actually might even start. 
um, you never know. No, they 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 got they got a lot of a lot of quality players. Like. Oh, I, I feel this is the, probably the best assembled shark squad in a while. But I think you make a very good point about speed. Yeah, I think the Lucys are perhaps a bit samey though as well, mm. uh, with the exception of Daniels. Like, you know, they've all got this a certain mold that they've cut them out of. Yeah, that's true. Well, especially, yeah. especially the Dupre twins. Am I right? <laughs> it was literally. right now. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I do think Jean Luc. I know that he's not the best in front of a microphone, but he. <laughs> I, I think he. I think he's. I don't know. I, I got a little bit more X factor compared to Daniel. Daniel's also very good. I think they will get better. They're, they're, they're probably like the strong side and type. But I said in front of a microphone, they they don't really project their best selves. I'm just saying. Yeah, we, we, we're probably not going to invite them on the pod anytime soon. Huh? No, no, definitely not. No, no, not, not just yet. All right. They, um, they, they, might, they might back up the bands. Uh, Ike, so <laughs> in, in terms of picking a winner, um, so I, I was initially leaning to the Sharks, but listening to Ben's very excellent analysis, I've, I've switched the side to the Lions, and also it's at altitude. I know it doesn't make too much of a difference, so... I think the Lions, they'll look to continue the Ackerman blueprint. And Sway's to Brand, by the way, damn good coach. I back him 100%. I kind of feel that the Lions will try to play this game at high pace. And as you, as you mentioned, Ben, to move the breakdown point to play the game at their own level. So, oops, sorry, that's my phone. I'd probably say the Lions uh, are going to win. And they're going to win by... Oof, I think it's going to be quite tight. I think they're going to win by six. Ben, do you want to go last? Yeah, you, you, you can sum it up. You, you can go Because I'm biased against the Sharks, so nine times out of ten, I'm going to take all five points from the Sharks anyway. So, yeah, I'm going to have to lean towards what Adam had to say and was probably... I'd go a bit, bit higher than Adam, maybe even. Mm. Lions by eight. Okay. Ben? Uh, Lions by 99. <laughs> okay, never mind. I was going to say I was the biased one against the Sharks. <laughs> no, no, I, no. Forgot, I, forgot, I forgot Ben with his heart over here. Yeah, I I I went a I went a whole uh, a whole season and it was when the lines were washed okay, like 2010 and I was just super brew lines by 99 just because all my mates were like, you're an idiot like you know nothing blah blah blah. But in all seriousness, uh, in all seriousness, Ben, what, 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 what? I would say I would say it's going to be tight, but uh, when in doubt, I just pick the home side normally on super brew. So I would, yeah, lines. I think it'll be quite high scoring. So lines by eight. Okay, well, eight's the majority, so we're going to say Lions with eight. Sorry, it's saving. Lock that pick. Lock. Boom, locked. All right, gentlemen, uh, we're ready. Uh, Alex is Alex is going to listen back to this and just shit on us for making completely the wrong calls. Yeah. Alex is good at Super Brew as well, so like... Oh, <laughs> well, you oh can, good. So, so. <laughs> you can screw us next week. All right, well, okay, that's going to that's gonna uh, wrap up the Super Rugby for now. I think we can just quickly move on to the Six Nations. Ben, I understand you had some thoughts to tell us about the England-Wales game, where Wales, in my opinion, were robbed a try. I'm just pretty chucking that out there now. So, uh, overall, the game, what's up? What's, what's go- what happened to Twickenham? It was a... I don't know if anyone out there in Podland watched the, the game. but the, the, the Elite Banter Universe. The Elite Universe watched yeah. the game, but it, it, it was very it was it was like a constant, you know, and like in the first like two minutes of a game, we, where the teams were just sort of feeling each other out, yeah, like like sort of just ra- basically running into each other. That was the entire eighty minutes. Yeah, but that's I hate to say it, but that's what my feeling for Northern Hemisphere rugby always is. Yeah, it was lots, lots and lots of box kicking, lots of um, defensive kicking. Lots of the ball not getting past twelve. Yeah, like if you're a rugby if you're a rugby purist, you love it, but fuck, it is not a spectacle worth watching. Yeah, it's 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 a weird it's a weird thing to say because I think I think Heineken Mayer sort of coined the phrase like attacking defensively. Yeah, where where both teams were so so afraid to make an error out wide, they were both just playing this incredibly dull brand of rugby. Both teams yeah. were under. Both teams were really under committing to the rucks as well. So <laughs> normally, normally they had fourteen men or thirteen men out on defence. Mm. So it was it was just this kind of slight shifting. You know, like twelve phases, twenty meters. Yeah. Kick. 
scrum off kick from the base. Like, you know, the black... Oh, it was just... Like, I think, it, for one, I think it's a reflection of neither team managed to draw draw the opposition forwards in, in the ruck, at ruck time. Mm, so they are which there. I, Is this not also... Which, to, I'm a bit behind, but are Six Nations playing with the new ruck, yeah, ruck, yeah. ruck lords? Yeah. No, they played with it last year as well. Yeah, so isn't this sort of a sort of a bowl, uh, sort of a a bit of a rollover from what we were predicting with the ruck laws that we'd see a bit more non-committal from the the defending sides and that. Yeah, but but then but but I think it comes down to depth on attack. Yeah. Because because also England have England have a very very good rush defence. No, they definitely yeah, the line speed is insane. But that's what they rely on. But also, but then, but then whales stand quite flat and don't really run onto the ball. Yeah. So they kind of like exaggerating the English line speed, like they making the English uh, rush defense more effective. Yeah. So yeah, I I think this will this is going to be a, a season of rush defense. Even Super Rugby, I think it's going to be a season of rush defense mm. and tactics and a season of tactics to get round rush defense. I think we're going to see a lot of little dinks over sort of into the into the space. Mm. So Bowden, Bowden Barrett's going to have a scream over season. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, but I, I think, I don't think it's as complicated. I think you just need to stand further back, like attack from more depth. Give your, yeah. give yourself a chance to beat the man. Like, I don't know. Like, like this, this is my thing that, Backlines are are standing flatter and flatter. Like you know when you watch, when you watch sort of like old old clips when you're watching like old slup chips Rousseau and stuff. Yeah. Like you you used to see, like like they would like there would be a scrum on the 22 and he would be like way back on basically his own 10 meter line. Yeah, ca- so, calling for it already then and sort of building up so that by the time he gets the ball yeah, he's going so, so he's, he's going at his 100 meter pace already. Yeah, like like there isn't enough. Like I don't think players are running from depth enough and hitting the ball at enough speed, because it's sort of like players are catching it. It's sort of like a very well. I was going to say a mild jog, but let's just say basically flat-footed. Then yeah, the defense is in your face, so you lose all sort of attacking, attacking emphasis, and then your forwards are obviously need need to sort of run round and back, and it just it just makes for very for very dull rugby, which to me seems quite preventable. It was damn boring, dude. I watched I watched it for 20 minutes, and that's when they scored the two tries. Look, I, I have to hand it to Farrell. <laughs> that first try by Johnny Murray, that was class from Farrell. Such a well-rated way to kick, and, and May yeah. ran onto it, and even the second try. And then I switched off, and then I found out to my amusement that there were no further points scored, so I literally got the full value from No, me. no, oh, Wales kicked a penalty in the 70s. And we robbed a try. Drew Garrett Anscombe, that was totally I'm, a try. I don't want to no, beat on about this I, for too long, but I'm it was gonna a try. Be, I'm going to be a bit of a... The TMO decision there, um, I saw another review of it, that the TMO decision was technically right, but for the wrong reason. Wait, let me... There was actually a slow-mo clip of the ball um, coming off the player's leg, not his... Um, and, but let me see if yeah. I can find. No, 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 because it's it's a knock on. Anything below the knee is a knock on. Yeah. Below the knee or above the knee? Yeah, I thought that. it was below the knee, yeah, but the, then I don't know how how they treat the actual knee itself. Because yeah, the, the, there was a slow mo. Because it like you can see there's a. I don't know if I can find that gif now. There's a gif and you can actually see it sort of wobble his thigh quite impressively. Where the ball yeah, impacts onto his thigh. But, but what? Uh, sorry, I, I was watching in French. So, what was actually overturned? I, the grounding? I think it was the grounding by the end of it because it was out, it was just essentially on the wrong side. Wait, let me see if I can find it here now. Um, because yeah, I was, by that point I'd stopped listening altogether, and then I just found out that there was this controversy afterwards when I looked up again and Eddie Jones was busy talking about the game. Yeah, so I'm mis- with Eddie Jones, yeah so. but he, then he has a temerity to say, oh, then you know, we have to respect the TMO's decision. If it had been the opposite, all the English yeah, no, 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 TM- about it. He talks such crap. I love, but, but I love I, it for I, that I, reason. I, I, I love it for that reason. Uh, wait, let me find it here. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Gareth Anscombe touched the ball down first. Is right. But Steve, uh, Steph Evans knocked on the ball, which the TMO didn't catch. So the, the right, so the, above his knee. 
Yeah, it hit above his knee. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, but when, I, when you say above his knee, this thing, it sort of rolls across the knee. But anyway, um, yeah, so for that, so the, technically the TMO decision was right, but I think the TMO gave, gave a different reasoning. So the grounding was overturned. It wasn't Anscombe that, as far as the TMO was concerned, it wasn't Anscombe that grounded the ball. It was the other player, I forget who was involved. And But if you roll it further back, it was a knock-on first as well. Oh, Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So. I, I don't. I don't know. Like, like I'm. I'm sort of in favour of, you know, in cricket, it's like benefit of the doubt always goes to the batsman. Mm. Yeah. Like, I, I think benefit of the doubt should always go to the defending team in rugby. So for me, there was enough doubt there that the defending it shouldn't have been a try. No, I think the teamers tend to tend to err on the side of defence as well. Yeah, well, I don't, I don't unofficially, unofficially, unofficially. If there yeah. is an official policy, but I would say if there was an official policy, it would make sense for it err on the side of the defensive side. Uh, but I still think yeah. it was a try. That, that's that's what I'm going to say. Yeah, uh, it, it, it looked like a try, and but I was trying to kind of follow what the angry French people were yelling. So hmm. I, 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 I might have missed some critical comments because I don't get I don't get the. <sighs> What did I? I was watching on the French thing, not Super Sport, because I don't no, know. Well, no, well, there, there wasn't much of. Uh, I think we were catching the ITV commentators, and they were they fairly dry. Have the TMO speaking to each other. Uh, all right, so we've given Eddie Jones and his uh, misfits. Yeah. Like I said, we're giving this game more attention than it deserved. It was yeah, a shit game. Anyway, well, yeah, Wales won. Ireland, excuse me, England won. Ireland pumped Italy, and yeah, I saw the score for that. Fuck, I feel bad for Italy because yeah. Italy is one of those sides that you were sort of like, oh come on. It's much like Argentina before they got into Super Rugby. Argentina was one of those sides. So I was like, come on guys, you can do well. Let's score something. Now, uh, apparently, apparently they want to add Georgia to the Six Nations. I'm down for that. To the what? No, and scrap, scrap Italy. Yeah, well, no, no, like, I think they want to make it seven nations, but it'll add a, it'll add, it'll give Italy someone to beat, I guess, which would be nice. Oh, well, Wales had to play shenanigans to beat Georgia, don't forget, not yeah. not two, three months ago. Yeah, I wouldn't Georgia's, be surprised. Georgia's, and I, re- I reckon when they're when they playing, what's their capital called? Tbilisi or something? Uh, Tbilisi. Tbilisi, yeah, Tbilisi, yeah. Like, I can imagine that's a horrible place to play rugby. So, yeah, it would be... Yeah, it does so, make I mean, it because it makes it a 12-week competition then. Yeah, I suppose it's a lack of place yeah. to go for a cheaper just, skiing trip. Just saying. Yeah, putting it no, it's there. just... Yeah, where they're just south of Russia. <laughs> just above... It's just above Turkey. Just south of Russia. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Scotland... Uh, so I don't want to talk too much more about the Six Nations. Scotland picked, for, picked France. Uh, France, I understand, they are playing better rugby in Scotland back got back on the horse after they got thrashed by Wales. So I, I don't know if you want to make a quick comment before before we move on to fantasy rugby where we're getting yeah. getting the ticker up here. So any quick comment about that? Yeah, uh, I'm I'm happy with the way Fran- French rugby is moving. They playing mm. they playing like old French rugby, like a lot of flair, like <coughs> uh, you're on your own line, throw behind the back pass. Yeah, fine, do what you want, we French. Yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm happy with the direction French rugby is moving. I think they. They're gaining back that real sort of mercurial quality, which I think they'd lost a bit in the last few years. That's true. Yeah, but anyway, fantasy that, rugby. Yeah, I'd play I hope him. that they. Hmm? I hope then that they have some sort of upset win against the All Blacks at some some point in the near future. Then as well. Uh, no, yeah, I, 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 ideally, 2019 in Japan would be quite nice. Yeah, <laughs> no, just 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 maybe in a, a, a quarterfinal situation, maybe. <laughs> Yeah, well, who knows let's let's hope history repeats itself ach, no one will yeah. want to play France at a World Cup but we know this match no one will oh, no, want to no, play France I think France everyone else they sort of everyone. stepped into line with everyone else and they weren't very good at that but now if they sort of playing this kind of devil may care rugby again that will be good yeah uh, yeah New Zealand can't play against structureless rugby's New Zealand only knows how to beat structured rugby so yeah, yeah. I'm Oh, the lines I'm are pretty structured. British and Irish Yeah. Yeah, and they drew and they drew them, Adam. They didn't beat them. They, they drew them. With, with Sonny Ball getting like on, on, there was a lot of dodgy shit. Also, something we forget from the lines to her, like 
you know, the Lions think they did so well, but they got hammered by half of the fucking Super Rugby side. So let's not let's not no, say they did that well, eh? No, 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 definitely. But let's. Oh, I, you, you were saying you missed banter from the commentators. There was that one comment I mentioned last night as well, where they said, "Oh yeah, Eddie Jones." I don't know if they were quoting Eddie Jones or they were saying it themselves that they consider the Lions Tour to essay the easiest of the three. Sort of little, as a little controversial comment. Yeah, well, they were the last boss have, nation have to they, beat the Lions. Yeah, but also the the previous tour, we beat them as well, didn't we? I think so, yeah. No, we lost. We, 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 lost, that, we lost in 97. We lost in 97, okay. Yeah. But I, I would say... I would say Australia is the easiest place for the lot because I would say yes. South Africa and Australia are traditionally they probably similar strengths. Yeah. Hey? But yeah. I would say the last tour to South Africa is harder because our provincial teams are stronger. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. All right. Um, our final bit that we'll move on on today is fantasy rugby. Um, just to let everybody know out there, from next week we'll be doing a fantasy segment. I know I promised it, but all of us. We'll be doing a fantasy segment where we're going to be picking a... We're going to have our own fantasy team in Super Rugby that we will come to via consensus. I know people say nothing gets done by committee, but not at this podcast. We get shit done. We're going to make sure that we can choose a team that's going to go out there and win. So just before we get stuck in, because the Fox Sports Fantasy Rugby only gets started for week two Super Rugby due to the two fixtures, we can just have a very brief discussion, I'm going to say, about overpriced players. I'm going to start with our man, Damien McKenzie. For one reason, I know it sounds controversial, he's playing at 10. He's not going to be as effective. I think he's overpriced. The the three players... Where is he? he Where is he listed still on the site? Outside back. So I think that's a bit of a lemming. You've got to be careful of that. He's listed at 563,000 uh, when you only have 6 million. Amanaki Mappi is at 559. And then Israel, Izzy Flau... What's is Izzy? 552. He's, he's, <laughs> he's maybe... What... No, Izzy's not I would worth say, it. I would, I would say Izzy's worth it. Uh, he is worth it. I'm just, I'd be worried to pick him in case he has two bad weeks and then his price drops. Then, then, yeah, you then, see. then you've got to hang on to him like like happened to me last year. I picked him. Is he, is he someone you buy in like round three after he's yeah. had, had one hiccup? Yeah, then you kind of wait for his price to drop and then you try to sneak him into your side. But then Amanaki Mafi at 559. I mean, when I was building my own side, I know we're going to be building one as a podcast. I just looked at that price. And I thought, look, yeah, I, I, I just need one. I, I couldn't put him in. Yeah, it's too much. It's too expensive. Like, it's actually hard building my own side. I don't want to get into. Yeah. It's actually. But Fox, Fox tends Fox tends to inflate, overinflate the obviously because of their national bias, but they tend to overinflate the he's, Aussies. He plays with Japanese. Okay, okay. Japan. Look, look at the price of Quaker Smith. Yeah, Quaker Smith. Uh, yeah, that's insane. He is at four hundred and sixty-two thousand. That's ridiculous. And he and what did he last season? He averaged like twenty six points a game yeah. or something. I think it's just yeah, but he was in. I think he was in a final, and that's why they were like, "Yeah, no, it's cool. You played a final." And no, you heard no, this. Like, I think he's highly rated everywhere yeah. apart from South Africa. Uh, that's be, but that's because, as you were saying earlier, we have a fetish for big players. So he's doomed. Yeah. yeah, but but like I don't know. I think some of the prices are. are but some some bargains we're talking about. Damien Willemser, what, 180,000 odd? Yes. Yeah. Uh, and then Robert just, DePrea, just over 200,000 K. And but like, compared to a guy like Barrett, who is 475,000. Kurtley Beale, he's 485. Bernard Foley, he's Beale shouldn't be that high, I'm sorry. Beale hasn't played him. Oh, dude, I don't know. I, I, I'm a massive Kurtley Beale fan. I, 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 love him, I love him for bits, but I can't pay that much money for him. <laughs> I can't pay that much money for Beale. And he's going to miss the first round. Um, they're, they're, he's, he's carrying a no goal. What, what, what's, is Beal a centre or an outside back? A centre. That's not bad for a centre. If he was being sold as an outside back, I would say... He blows hot and cold. He's not, as reliable, he's not reliable enough. You're not going to be making your 20 to... 20 to 30 points off him every week minimum. No, you want your 30 points. Is, is, Falao, is Falao an outside back or, yes. uh, or a center? Outside back. But he played center last year. Nah, he, he will, he'll definitely be playing 15 uh, this year. Um, what, how much is Creevy? Creevy? Uh, oh, Creevy. Yeah, Creevy's okay. was probably 300 and something. 
I'll say four fourteen. No, he's three hundred. Sorry, I'm having a look here. Let's see, see Yagiares. Uh, three hundred flat. Three eighty. He's actually one of the most expensive. He's actually one of the most expensive hookers in the game. Weirdly enough. Yeah, he would well, be. He is. He's, he was like the fourth best scoring player last season. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah I started. I got him early last season, and he just was an investment. Yeah. This, yeah. He, he, he dicked on me a few times in our head-to-head league. Yeah. Dan Coles. He was. He's at 375, but he, he's not going to be back for a while. Someone yeah, who Coles is. is someone who is. What's a, Mark? Mark is a 367. So I feel like yeah, yeah, wait, 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 wait. So, so they they pretty much the same price those three. What are yeah. they charging for Shotohori? Shotohori. No, no, not. And then look at his two, score two one average eight. as well. Two one eight. Two one eight. And look at his score average. It's not bad for uh, a And look, actually, um, Franco Maria is two forty three. That's also not bad. But there's an even better bargain. I'm telling you from that out of that. Uh, Josh Manray, he's only one eighty nine. Yeah. And he's, he's going to be starting hooker, uh-huh. okay, and, and he might get tried. Yeah, but, but, but this is what irritates me. You get. You get no no value for making like an outside pick on Fox Sports. Yeah, because because you know, so say a player like Izzy Falau is owned by like eighty percent of teams. Mm. Yeah, you should be rewarded for being a bit contrarian and picking I don't know someone someone like Dylan Lades last year, who was who came from almost like no one owned him and he ended up I think the ninth or tenth best player in fantasy like. You should be rewarded for making a pick like that, well, he's but over, you're not. He's over 400,000k uh, this year. Yeah, well, since the starting price. No, yeah, last, last season I think he was. Last nothing. season he was going for like I think maybe just over 200. Yeah, that was, I yeah. started him. Well, dude, I had him on the bench for, because I just needed 200. I had yeah, 200 to yeah, win. Yeah, the key here is picking up players for let's say a 190 like Man Ray, and then when he hits 300, you sell him. You know, you bank the profit into no, a better player. No, but you only take half profit on Fox Sports, eh? Is that the case? Yeah, you only take so say you make a hundred thousand, you only actually get fifty thousand in your bank, which right. I don't like. I think they should they should encourage yeah, more bullshit, like yeah. selling. Yeah, yeah, that's because that does yeah that there's no there's no need for trading then. Then you may as well just buy your most foundational side and stick with it. Well, everyone's looking well, for, looking for that moonshot. It's like one one two and ends up at four hundred. Then you sell them and, and then bank the cash or something. Yeah, yeah, but this is this is what we were talking about this before the show about how we had a, a few years ago we had a budget league where you had to have two million in your bank the whole time, and it did it encouraged you to sort of think outside the box a little more so you couldn't just kind of follow the follow the trends the whole time. Mm. Yeah. Well, um, I'm just having a look at who else is here who might be bargainy. Scott Co. I know we don't talk about props that often, but uh, 125. And he's fully fit. And then even Ruin Janssen van Rensburg. 125. He's an Aussie. He plays for the Wallabies. Though. Yeah, I know. He's quality. And yeah. He's got a high work rate. So compared to um, Alator, who will be who's over 200. Uh, 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 what's Alator? He's like 230. 230,000, which is a cut close. What? What's, what's Reggie Goods? What's Reggie Goods costing? Reggie Goods? Same as you there. Uh, let's have a look. Yeah. Prop. Well, look. Sokopi Kepi, by the way, is 226. Alan is 232, and Reggie Goods. Yeah, I think it's because of all of his injuries. I don't know if he's back. Um, ooh, I don't think he's actually listed here. Or for some reason. Is, uh, have, they, have they listed Janssen van Rensburg yet? Uh, Ruin Janssen van Rensburg. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's 320, which I think is actually quite a, quite a reasonable price for him. How much is Kareem? Because I would say they probably similar point for About 460-odd. Yeah, nice. Like that's that's solid. Like he's but gravy for half the yeah, price. Malape, who was the one of the bars of the season. No, Matt, you had him from like day one last year. He's yeah. four, he's four eighteen. But then the most interesting thing about the centre is Rico Arni. He's he'll be probably playing out in the wing a lot more for the Blues this season. He's at four sixty, and then set to Tommy Navalu, um, who I'm with. And he's a centre. Yeah, they're all yeah. they're both slotted in at centre. He's at four hundred k. That was my biggest problem. I can't really pick these oaks. I couldn't. I could not really afford them. Like my back three, I'm looking at it. I feel like it's almost <laughs> a little bit cheap. As I said, it was actually quite difficult trying to pick a decent bench um, as well at, at cost compared to you know outside backs. I think anyway this way. Before we bowl our own side, the most expensive player I have in my entire side is Wazaki Nohodo, and that's 452. I got a I got a compliment on your choice there. Yeah. I haven't I haven't gone through my side yet, but I yeah I've got a soft spot for Nohodo. And Yo. his and his uncle's and his uncle's magical bone fixing herbs. 
So, yeah, it's about the money, man. Ben? Yeah, like, like it has, like, some... There are big discrepancies, but I don't, I don't think the prices change as much as I would want them to. Like, I, I would like prices to really jump around in Fox Sports. It, it does if you have a, a low cost, and then you have one, two big games. Then you see the, the, the prices uh, shoot to the moon, dude, that they skyrocket. Big time. How much is how much is Lappies level Skakni? <laughs> Lappies. Uh, let's see. Macro. Sorry. Let me look. Yeah. Sunwolf. Uh, is he ready? Is he is he registered? It's, he it's, might not be. He might be still level Skakni. Yeah. <laughs> he's a hundred and forty-four k. The thing is, I don't. Yeah, I just don't. Yeah, quite... That is that is that is gold. That is gold. I don't know if he's going to get in the field, dude. Got I don't the... think he's starting. Yeah, no, you got, got Ed Quirk, um, Michael Litch, who's actually I, I will give away a secret. He's one sixty six, and he'll captain the side, so he's guaranteed. No, he's not captain. Is he, he captain? Captain. Oh, but he'll start uh, every game. Doesn't matter. He's quite like at one sixty six. He's worth it. Worth it. No, it's worth not. it. He's worth it. Yep. That 166 is 100 percent worth it. Yeah, and then Vili Brits and Ed Quirk, Lech, Hecky. Vili Brits must be like uh, over 200. Yeah, I know he? he's 300, dude. He's 311. Yeah. He has a bit of a sneak. Vili Brits scores yeah. well. Like he's, he's not. A, I would say he averages about 35, 40 points a game. Yeah, no, he's he's good value for money. I I, I currently have Vili Tupo on my bench at 165 because he sees a lot of the ball. I'm just kind of worried he he has to start. And my, my second most expensive player, I think we Yeah, Billy can... Brits, by the way, Billy Brits is one of the co-captains for the Sunwolves. Yeah, so he's a any any form of captaincy, guaranteed. And then yeah. the other co-captain is Yutaka Nagare. Yeah. I I'm not I'm gonna I'm gonna venture to make a few fantasy if we have any first time fantasy fantasy players listening, I I would recommend um trying to find players out of position. Yes. Oh yeah. I don't want to discuss the, the, the sort of fines that I have beyond the centers that we've mentioned. There's one or two. There's a couple of opportunities if you look hard enough. But that's for you, that's for uh, you to find. Ben, so what, what, what I'm going to do is I'm going to look on Adam's profile at some point before we do our draft as well, just so I, just so I can see what sort of gems Adam's thinking what? about. What? So what do you mean profile? I think the teams are... The teams are um, you can't see anyone's team until the first game happens. Yes, that's correct. Yeah. Shit, yeah. Uh, yeah, don't you worry. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Pick... I'm just thinking. I'm just thinking about last week's ones. I'm just thinking about last year. You could see last week's, last week's. Team. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, yeah. So theoretically, uh, you might be able to see his team that he finished fantasy rugby with last year. N- maybe, maybe. No, uh, but uh, yeah, it's okay. There's no point looking at that because you just copied all my forwards. Bullshit, dude. I, did, I, I'm a man of ideas. I got. I'm looking at my, my four. Yeah, your now. ideas, Matt. Your, your ideas are Matt. Your forwards. What? what props have you got this year? Your, your ideas are your ideas are Matt. What props have you oh, got? Oh, dude, what is this? What is this slander? It's fine. You know, when we, when you build your own side, we'll compare. All right. Yeah, so, no, we will. Um, I'm gonna do. i gonna do some planning next week. Yeah, I think we all do some planning. Um, and I think I've, I've, I've got I've got two public holidays next week, so it's really going to help me reflect on yeah. what I'm about. No, well, next week we we're going to build. We're going to spend a big chunk of next week's episode. I think we're going to start wrapping up. We're going to spend a next week of of next week's. Oh, geez, I said next week five times. Uh, space edit. Huh. Next. Okay. Next week. Next yes. week. Yeah, we're going to spend a big next chunk week. of next week's episode building our own fantasy team. And I, I do believe that there'll be some very interesting choices without giving away some of the oaks I want for my draft team, FYI, I'm just saying. Uh, gentlemen, uh, anything further to add? I think that we're going to do do a wrap. There was, there was a tweet I wanted to mention mm. last week that I, com- that I completely forgot about. Um, uh, what's his favorite? Your favorite pundit, Tank Lanning? Yeah. He's he's Ford's coach now for UCT he by is. the looks of it. I saw, I saw, yeah, he was on the plane. Uh, well, good for him. And he, uh, yeah, no, but what made me chuckle? He he, uh, he tweeted about this a scrum exercise he did with the with the forwards the other day against the scrum machine, where in complete silence and their eyes closed, they all had to scrum together and and squeeze and do the forwards with their eyes. I was just like, it's the most Zen Buddhist thing ever. And I actually was delighted. I was delighted hearing this, this training technique. Oh, he does actually throw out some gold. I just do feel he's a little bit a dyed in the wool Stormers fan every now and then. A lot like Gavin Rich, for example. Um, he's, he's very no, but, but... reticent to criticize the Stormers. 
there, there, there is value in a. I think it is a it's a great attribute in a, in a media man if you support a ve- like basically a shit team. Yeah. yeah. Because then you can, because then you can at least see virtues in other teams and stuff. Yeah. Because sometimes you, you read these things where they're bigging up some like random guy and you're just like, come on, like Sharks fans are the worst for that sort of shit. Like, no, no, de- <laughs> definitely like Terran Tambu should captain the box. Like, yeah, he he do. He deserves a shot. Like oh, Keegan Daniels. Now, now there's a there's a quality player. Should be an 80 cap book. I don't know what happened. Fucking politics. Like, uh, <laughs> uh, just... am I in Durban all of a sudden? Yes. Uh, yeah. Well, or, no, sorry. No, no, no. Down the road from Adam's place in Joburg, actually. Those yeah. are the those are the Sharks fans that I think Ben's talking about. Pretty much. Like, like, one of my best like, mates. I swear, is if, if, you, if you have a, before I left Joburg, I wanted to go around. Well, this was while I was in Joburg. Everyone who has a GP number plate, number plate but a shark sticker on their car. Oof. That is like, honestly that's what. I'm, yeah, that deserves to be lam- lamied in the arm. I'm, I'm just saying. All right, gentlemen. Uh, we I think we just crossed the just crossed the hour mark. So I think that's going to be all right. That that's going to do it for this latest edition of Elite Rugby Banter. Thank you very much for listening. We will back be back next week with pure fantasy poison and awesomeness. <laughs> Thanks, Alex. See you next week.